Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Jamie, I need you to uh, go to your Google device. Uh, or your which... chat GPT device. So <laughs> which, which one? My phone? My computer? Anything that Googles? Anything that Googles, okay? And I want okay. you to type in a man called Otto. I, I, <laughs> I don't need to. I had done it just before we started recording anyway. Fantastic. Then I want you to go to images and pull up a poster called a man called Otto. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got the poster there. I'm looking okay. at it. Now, uh, Jamie, I want you to see if you can spot the lie on this poster. Okay, uh, I've got... So, just to describe uh, this poster mm. for our dear listeners. But, of course, dear listeners, you are welcome to uh, to follow along with the, those instructions. Uh, we've got a little tagline. It says, a fall in love with the grumpiest man in America. Um, it says Tom Hanks is a man called Otto. I'm wondering if you're being pernickety and Tom Hanks is not a man called Otto. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Um, it says based on the international bestseller. That I'm fairly sure is true. It's based on a, a Norwegian movie, but that movie itself was based on a book. Um, there's a little cat bottom left corner there. Very, very cute. Um, and then we have uh, please clean up after your pet and a no dog sign. Now, um, now, this is interesting, Jamie. Yes. The version of the poster I'm looking at has a slightly different tagline, and I assume this has to be the international version, where rather than uh, fall in love with the grumpiest man in America, which makes sense, uh, it lies to you and says, fall in love with the grumpiest man in the world. But, ladies and gentlemen, I have fallen in love with the grumpiest man in the world. And that, of course, is my co-host today, Jamie Jones. How are you doing, Jamie? <laughs> oh, wow, oh, you. Look at you. <laughs> Why am I taking this like it was a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh, you've ruined... Wait, you've introduced me now. That's not how this works. No. I, I, I haven't even said hello and welcome to Blank's Bank, the show where we're chronologically reviewing Tom Hanks' the entire interview. I'm Jamie Lockson with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie that's what I say every single week but now you've ruined that and so I'm I am sorry. fucking grumpy I am fucking grumpy Al you've taken the one thing I do what are you gonna show. do about it Jamie <laughs> oh I was about to make a very dark joke that if people don't know what this <laughs> film is about they wouldn't have got it Jay, uh, we're gonna throw out a content warning right here yes. we'll yeah, put very, it in the description of this episode content warning for suicide that's yes, not funny. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to say it that way, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, big content warning for suicide. But also, this movie treats suicide as a relatively light plot point. Uh, so you will forgive us uh, if we may treat it in kind as well. But fully understand if uh, a movie that treats suicide as lighthearted isn't your jam. Turn it the fuck off. Turn this off. Don't watch the movie. That's fine with us. We've already got your download. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, do you, it's been a while since... Uh, well, it's it's been probably four weeks or so since our last episode, Al. Do you have any updates mm -hmm. for our listeners? Anything happen over the Christmas or New Year's period that was particularly interesting before we dive into uh, Tom Hanks' latest feature? Did I... Did I... I can't remember if I... When I called you last, had I already been to Miami or not? Um, 
I don't believe you would have been to Miami when we were last uh, right. recording. No. Right. So uh, over the holidays, I went to Florida for Christmas uh, and a little bit of New Year's. Obviously, a, a great place in the world. Uh, you know, very sunny, lots of alligators, lots of iguanas. Uh, two interesting things about Florida. One, uh, for New Year's, the government puts out messages uh, on the radio and via text uh, reminding you not to shoot happy fire into the air uh, to celebrate the coming of the New Year. Which, uh, you know, really, I think the government should just stay out of my happy fire, okay? <laughs> if I want to shoot my gun up in the air with joy, I should be allowed to shoot my gun up in the air with joy, okay? Uh, so that was thing number one. I think number two, uh, in Miami, we went to Little Havana, we went to Little Haiti, we were kind of walking through. We, Alyssa and I really like walking through cities when we kind of go to a new city. It's very fun. And uh, one of the things you found out very quickly is that, that's, uh, Miami. That's such a unique trait that you have, whereas other people who visit new cities just fucking stay uh, indoors. Uh, n- uh, that's not what I mean, Jamie. I mean that uh, I have been to new cities with you, my friend, and I know you enjoy Ubering everywhere. Is it a 10-minute walk? Five-minute Uber. <laughs> That depends on the place and how drunk I am. <laughs> um, so the other thing, of course, was walking around Miami is uh, I discovered uh, quickly uh, how many chickens, feral chickens there are roaming the streets of Miami. Good, uh, good. Did, which, you, did you snatch one for yourself? No, Take I really Take one wish home I, with you? I really wish I had. Uh, this is very fun. However, it did lead me to find uh, the best slash worst uh a humane animal removal website uh, thing in the world, uh, okay. which of course is when I googled Miami feral chickens. It begins with this: chicken capture services. With our diverse culture here in Miami, we have some of the best foods, dancing, and outdoor activities in the entire country. With this diversity comes some negative aspects, and I want to stop there, Jamie. <laughs> Your website's never gonna go great if it begins with "with diversity, some negative aspects" comes as well. We can reframe that better. For example, chickens and roosters eating any scraps we leave behind. Here in South Florida, the chickens and roosters are used as foods, pets, all full of religious reasons. Now, Jamie, I've lived in London, I've lived in Vancouver, these are both diverse cities. There aren't a lot of chickens running around used for food, pets, or religious reasons. However, I love this. Uh, It is my new favorite thing about any city in the world. Uh, We all need to get more chickens in cities. Uh, Let's diversify our cities with more chickens. How's your Uh... Christmas? How was my Christmas? Uh, significantly less chickens, I can say that. Not no chickens, but most of them were um, dead, dead on arrival, uh, I would say. Uh, I went up to Dundee uh, for New Year's, uh, which was lovely. Uh, uh, we spent Jamie, New Year's Jamie, Day. Yes. Jamie, did you go up for, ho- uh, for New Year's went, or Hogmanay? I went up for Hogmanay, apologies. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, and then on uh, New Year's Day, um, I learned of a tradition uh, in Dundee called the Duke. Yeah. Uh, and what the Duke is, uh, is a bunch of people running into the sea on New Year's Day. Uh, and my lovely partner was like, do you want to go watch the Duke? I was like, what the fuck is that? Stop making things up. She often does this, making things up about these silly <laughs> Scottish practices um, that uh, you and your folk do. Um, and she said, no, it's, you know, people running into the sea. And I was like, well, I, I don't want to go in the sea. And she was like, no, we're just going to go watch. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Me personally, Al, I don't consider people running 
relatively scantily clad into the sea on a cold morning a spectator sport uh but we were not the only folk there to watch it was apparently um uh, very well attended uh by the locals of dundee and i will make precisely zero comments uh about the uh interest levels in their lives <laughs> following that but i did get to then go uh, and have a lovely pub lunch afterwards so that was that was my reward for uh for uh, bearing the uh, nice. freezing nice. cold watching of the duck. Jamie, I can't tell if this is intentional or not, but that does sound like a thing Otto would re- do uh, slash react to uh, from the movie A Man Called Otto. Like, he'd be like, hey, do you want to come see this fun thing? And Otto would be like, no. no. Uh, Why would I watch people run into the sea? I don't want to do it myself. So why would I watch other people do it? You are absolutely correct. And let's use that as an opportunity to transition into what we are talking about this week. We discussed it a little bit uh, in our last episode when we were looking ahead to the new year. Um, and it is, we've said it a few times, A Man Called Otto. It is based on a, oh, I want to say Norwegian, but I don't have that Swedish. information. Swedish, thank you. Knew it was Nordic of some sort. Um, a Swedish movie and book called A Man Called Over, which came out in uh, 2013 um, and was extremely well uh, received, both the book and the film itself. Um, Man Called Otto is the uh, American retelling version whatever you want to call it uh obviously starring our lovely man tom hanks uh, as the titular otto uh it's directed by mark forster who uh also has uh directed monsters ball and quantum of solace and world war z and christopher robin so quite a very well um uh, pro- very uh, very prolific uh director um it is of course you can you can kind of tell these days it's a playtone production it's a tom hanks passion project it's his own production company uh and with that al uh, <laughs> we get the biggest surprise of this movie as we run through the cast because we have Truman Hanks playing young Otto in this movie and you might ask who is Truman Hanks I thought I knew all of the sons that Tom Hanks has (laughs) nope there's a new one he's come out of nowhere he's the youngest of the Hankses he's 27 years old uh, and he has been brought in I believe on basically his first ever acting role Uh, he's had sort of minor uh, roles elsewhere but you know we've all seen that nepotism article and we've got a new name to add the new son of hanks um truman hanks uh, it's also got uh, mariana trevino as marisol who is the sort of uh, biggest co-star uh, and then various other uh, minor roles the only other one that other people may know is mike babiglia um the uh, stand-up comedian who for some reason plays a very straight-faced role oh, in this 100 percent. he's even in like the opening like Crawl of the cast, and I'm like, oh, cool, my Billy Big is gonna be in this. He's in approximately three minutes of screen time. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and good for and him. he's extremely dour and serious and kind of a dickhead. It's yeah. a really weird role to have uh, a a stand up cast in, but hey, yeah. that is what it is. Um, 
at time of recording, it's just about made its uh, budget back on a budget of 50 million. It's currently sitting on a bu- uh, box office of 55 million. It is still in cinemas at time of recording, yeah. so that may well still creep up. It's no in no way a flop. I believe it's sitting in the mid 60s in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and as we sort of uh, alluded to earlier, uh, this movie's kind of all about suicide. So we're, we'll give you the the quick pitch up top. Um, oh no, 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 Jamie, Jamie, can I please give the quick picture up top yeah go for it which which involves uh uh, one simple phrase which came into my mind uh about five minutes into the movie okay uh, which of course is this movie is a joker for people who remember lenin getting assassinated uh that's the picture of the top all right when i went into this movie theater jamie i don't know about you but the average age was 65 and they were oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no 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 this was uh yeah yeah. i uh i saw this on a friday evening uh and it was still me me and my uh girlfriend were comfortably the youngest people in there by about 20 years um Mm. i will say that uh my parents have also seen this movie and uh as a uh, representative of their community, they fucking love this movie. Um, um, so yeah, let's let's dive into this. Uh, like we've said, d- this movie is go with the the plot deals with multiple suicide attempts. They are treated relatively comedically, and therefore, as as it's, we can it's a only dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. It is absolutely a dark, a com- dark comedy. It's or like a comedy drama. Because um, it's actually maybe not necessarily funny enough to be a dark comedy, but it is. It like it knows that its character is suicidal and it wants you to feel sad about that, but at the same time, it finds the situation is funny. Um, yeah, well, we'll I, we will definitely scandy. discuss that. We will definitely it's, discuss that. It's a scary sensibility, and I think one that probably makes a little more sense in the original context than in an American Hollywood context, but we will uh, go to that later. The film begins as all yes. good films should. All right, at the Beaver Barn. Okay, Jamie, we're at Home Hardware. We're at B&Q. That's right, everyone there is a helpful beaver. Tom Hanks is looking for some rope. And I think, oh no, is Tom Hanks going to try and hang himself? Ha ha, no, I would have heard about that if that was the entire concept of the film, right? He's not going to try and hang himself. He measures out five feet of rope. Very specifically, not six, not four, five. Pulls out a knife and is about to cut it. Some nerd comes up and is like, do you want some help with that? At this point, the Joker comes out, alright? Right? He's sick and tired of people treating him like he's a child. Do you think he can't cut rope? Tom Hanks knows how to cut goddamn rope, Jamie. He goes to the till. He brings the rope he cut with his own two bare hands like a man. And they charge him for six feet of rope. Because, Al, obviously they charge by the yard not by the foot and so he has gone over one yard and he is closer to two yards so they must charge him for two yards now two yards is six feet otto here he's not happy about that because he's got five feet of rope and he doesn't want to pay for six feet of rope because that's not how much he has uh, I do want to say at this point uh, that the cashier is uh, one of the cast members of SNL. Um, he is one of the Please Don't Destroy people for people who know them, the people who do sort of the YouTube shorts um, version uh, now, which again, 
set me up for a, knowing that he seeing him and knowing that Mike Babiglia was in this it really set me up for a tone of the movie that um, <laughs> was not delivered upon uh, but yes Otto is very very grumpy he calls over the manager the manager is also a young woman because it's a fucking service job um, and uh, he gets very angry that she clearly wouldn't know anything at all uh, and I believe he ends up just buying his uh, I think they offer him another foot of rope uh, he says no I don't need it um, uh, and so he gets home and we learn that uh, he's uh, he's a bit of a busybody in his uh, he's got a sort of a cul-de-sac uh, as his home there's a bunch of uh, sort of houses all in a sort of restricted road and as he goes along he checks for you know whether people are parked properly whether they whether you know stuff has been recycled uh, whether people have the right parking permits uh, all these sorts of things. We uh, meet a character that will come back later on, who I have forgotten the name of, the person riding the bike, Al. I've forgotten their name. Uh, it's not Michael. It is something like Michael. I will find it out Malcolm. in two seconds. Malcolm. Malcolm. Uh, we meet Malcolm, who uh, is uh, delivering papers using uh, his bike. Uh, and Otto is very angry that he hasn't um, locked up his bike. You're getting the sense. This man, uh, you, if you live near this man, you might get a little bit annoyed by him. Um, oh, yeah. The UPS driver also comes and annoys him. And then um, he starts to prepare his household. Well, yeah, he does. He calls up uh, a bunch. You know, he, he cancels the phone lines. He cancels the power. He's very grumpy. He goes to work in his suit. Uh, and we find out that he is uh, being kind of forced out the door. He's retiring. Oh, yes, of course. Because they have uh, effectively uh, kind of kicked him out. I think he's going to hit that sort of age. He works at a uh, manufacturing plant, uh, I think for cars, working on engines and stuff. But they have made someone who's only worked here for years his supervisor. Uh, presumably because he knows how to use computers. Uh, he goes back home. They, they uh, cut some cake. They are, hey, do you want some cake? They proceed to cut right through his face. He takes yep. great offense at this. The face is obviously the best bit. And he leaves. <laughs> he goes home. He says, sorry, this is not funny, but this is the film. Well, well I, up, I, I would, I would argue that you are supposed to find this part at least darkly humorous. Because yeah, at this point, it is very clear this man is going to kill himself. He's yeah. he's he's prepped a, a noose, but in doing that, he is like tidying his house and like making sure everything looks nice. He's putting on a suit. And I think the movie does want you to both read into this character that this is something about him, but that there is something morbidly funny about the idea of someone being so meticulous about such a permanent shall we yeah. say uh action um he uh goes to hang himself he's laid down um uh newspaper i did news. again i had a laugh in the theater because all i and no one was laughing at this point because this was literally as he was about to kill himself and all i thought was is he doing that in case he shits himself <laughs> as he put down newspaper in case he shits himself and it was he's a very prepared. inappropriate laugh and i yeah. felt bad uh, but as he looks out literally as he looks through the noose he looks out the window and there's someone parking badly oh, across the other it. side of the road fucking hell oh <laughs> i know i had something to do but i've got to go sort that out um and so he gets literally distracted from his own suicide uh and there is a neighbor moving in across the road there is a uh, woman uh, that is Marisol, played by Mariana Trevino. 
uh, a uh, Hispanic woman who is clearly pregnant, who is trying to direct her husband to park the um, you what what would you call it a trailer uh, U-Haul. behind yeah, the like car you haul uh, trailer um, and the the, the dad can, just can't do it he, he can can't fucking drive. hack it and Tom Hanks is a real man's man so of course he knows how to park a U-Haul he gets in the get out of there he says do you even have a permit for that his permit's in his front pocket it's not meant to go in the front pocket it's meant to go over the mirror you monster he goes in he takes the car keys where are the car keys they're in the tray because of course in these newfangled cars you don't even need you don't even need the bloody car keys what the hell is this <laughs> shit awful he goes in there are two fucking children in the car not one one child but two children he says my name's otto otto hello otto says abby i'm abby this is luna otto this is going to be a recurring bit through the entire movie <laughs> instead he's going to drive out but there's a reverse parking beep that's right ladies and gentlemen it won't stop beep because there's a fucking truck on the back but tom hanks as a man's man knows how to park this bloody car and these new he- next door neighbors i don't have their shit together this town and to be hell. fair he does fucking swing it in one movement perfect absolutely beautiful you've never seen such a good parking job uh and so the uh the couple are very very thankful um he goes back into his flat he uh briefly looks at a book and that book will become relevant later um uh but then uh we get a knock on the door and they're there to say thank you we've got some food for you uh he's like all right dickheads whatever i don't i don't even like you you have no idea how little use i have for food right now um but they're they're like uh, she's like we learn at this point she's quite an insistent person um she really wants to make it clear that she's thank thankful for it and that she wants to give him the gift etc um at this point uh he has been uh oh and also i think he needs to borrow an uh an allen key um, yeah, she calls an Alvin key. The next one he wants to borrow an Alvin key or Alvin yes. wrench. It turns out to be an Alvin wrench. He goes into the back. They keep asking to borrow stuff. They ask to borrow a ladder. They, but he, yeah. when he goes to the ladder, you see that there's a ramp, but he doesn't want to land the ramp. It's all a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, He's getting very annoyed with these do, people. We also do uh, meet a cat at this point. There is a there is a feral cat as he goes to get the stuff. He's got like a, as I say, in this card, there's a little sort of row of garages around mm-hmm. the corner, which is where he goes and gets yeah. his tools from. I think we can all agree that this cat would be better if it was a chicken. I think if it was a chicken, it would be much funnier. <laughs> uh, at this time, we yeah. uh, do. He does go and visit then uh, the grave of his widow. Yeah. Um, he is. Oh no! I believe actually before that he does attempt to actually kill himself, but the rope breaks. Right? Breaks. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, in, Amer- so- in America these days they can't make a hook strong enough to hang a man. Yeah. Um, uh, and sorry. it is at this uh, yeah. point where uh, like... we've done two things I think very quickly around this point so I'm going to throw them in one is that yeah. he has a next door neighbour who uh, they are no longer friends with they refer to the coup we're going to put a pin in that it is an yes. older lady and a, a gentleman who seems to be disabled at this point uh, and uh, we also there is a next door neighbor who likes doing lunges every day. I, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, at at some point, we we've met this man at some point, and I really want to talk about this man because he's um he's key to one of the issues I have in this movie, <laughs> which is um and this man 
I can only say he is doing like the ministry of silly walks. <laughs> Every time he's doing like uh, a fucking uh, Otto is doing his morning routine. This man is like doing his exercises out in there and he's a bit of a busybody, So he's having a chat with Otto when Otto doesn't want to talk with him. But this man is doing the most over exaggerated fucking huge steps you've ever seen. And it's like it's really overtly over the top comical. And I, I I will loop back around to why I have issues with that, but like very over the top comical in a way that no other part of the movie really matches. Like no other part yeah. of the movie well, is as large well, and broad Jamie, as this Jamie. one man and, stepping and, and, down and the street. I'm sorry here, but I think you're missing out the depiction of every single human being but one under the age of 30. Everyone below the age of 30 is implied by this movie to be a monstrous idiot. And I will yeah. get into this more as we go through. We do also briefly see there is a woman walking around with her dog. At some point, Tom Hanks threatens to kick or murder the dog. I can't remember <laughs> which one. Uh, there's also a guy who's doing lunges in yoga pants, and he fucking hates that. He doesn't want to get a crotch yep. in his face. Oh, yeah. At this point, um, uh, Sonia's husband... Uh, we also falls... have a f- our first flashback uh, yeah. around this time. Before he goes to the grave... Yeah. Uh, I believe as uh, he attempts to kill himself, we get a flashback to through the book to uh, him seeing clearly a young version of his wife, uh, like over the other side of a train track. We'll learn more about that later. He goes to visit the grave. He says, don't worry, darling, I'm coming to you soon, which is dark. Um, And uh, then he goes home and we get the first full sequence of a flashback, which is how with uh with young truman hanks um who weirdly does not look like tom hanks when he's no, younger we no, know no, what no. tom hanks looks like yeah. when he's younger and at some point they do just put tom hanks in some makeup and it <laughs> i'm like yeah. oh yeah that, that's that's young tom hanks sure, yeah that's they, better. we'll discuss that they they do a bit of fucking uh the irishman at one point and it's yeah. weird but anyway i we I, have, I think they just make up it i i don't it might have just been makeup we, we, it we looked heard. uncanny to me i liked it um, um so um we've got the flashback it's how they meet he's on a um he just, he's in he just town. got rejected from joining the army. He wanted to go yes, join the army. Yes, he's in town he to join the army. Because he has he a hyper, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Uh, basically, uh, he has a heart problem, so he's not able to enlist. Yes. Um, he's waiting at the train station to go back. He sees a young lady drop a book. It is the book that we saw earlier. Um, he runs over, grabs the book, sees she's already got on the train, going the other direction. So he's like, fuck. And he gets on. Uh, and they have a nice little... He finds her on the train, and they have a nice little... Uh, hey, this is your book. They have a nice little chat. It's 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 a meet cute Al, um, yeah. and uh, that is all we get of that story yeah. for now. It now is we the jump next to day. him trying to poison himself. He goes through his car. He gets uh, a uh, he gets the little uh, hose. He puts the hose through in the window, and he tries to carbon monoxide poison himself right up until. Bloody hell, Jamie. If it isn't the next door neighbor, that's right. Marisol coming back, banging on the door. You know that bloody ladder you lent my husband? Well, he just fell out the window and he's in hospital. Bloody hell, says Otto. I have to go drive you to the hospital now. Uh, This is really annoying. Uh, He has to go to uh, take them there. While he's at the hospital, he has to look after these two bloody kids, Abby and Luna. (laughs) What monsters. It is very important that in the initial flashback sequence we have, uh, a specific part of it is, because he gets on the wrong train, he has to... 
uh, buy a new ticket. He doesn't have enough money for the new ticket. So his girl, well, not his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Sonia gives him some change. He gives the change to the driver. The driver gives him back a quarter. 1963 quarter made of pure silver. It's kind of rare at the time. It's important. He has that on him. And, and uh, of course, uh, Sonia says to keep it. Uh, then in the future, when they are at the hospital... Uh, Otto is reading uh, Abby and Luna a book. It's a book about an angry bear. He is told to do an angry bear voice. He points out that bears can't talk, goddammit. They coddle <laughs> children too much nowadays. He's so grumpy. And the audience I'm with are fucking loving this shit, Jamie. They are just drinking it up, alright? They just love the fact that Tom Hanks isn't afraid to say the stuff they're thinking. <laughs> that young people suck. Um, yeah, and a clown shows up. Uh, yes, the clown shows up sequence. and is like, I, I wonder where you think this is going, dear audiences, when he goes, do we, Do any of you have a coin? Uh, and he goes, I need this coin back. Um, uh, and uh, the clown's like, I'll give it to you back. And then uh, the clown you know, puts it in his palm, goes, ooh, it disappears. And then he grabs it from behind his ear. Uh, and then we hard cut and the uh, clown has a bloody nose and is crying. Uh, and Otto is outside with police. Um, they're like, what the fuck? Gavin is like, he took my fucking quarter. Uh, and then we see a flashback to what actually happened, which is he's like, he gives him the coin. He's like, that's not my coin. And he's like, what do you mean? It came from your ear, mister. And he's like, that's not my coin. Uh, and then he runs up and just uh, socks the oh, um, oh, yeah. the clown uh, because he knows it's not his coin. Um, uh, importantly, uh, Jamie, just want to stop here for a second. I want to yep. dive in and see uh, two things. One, uh, two questions. Is this the scariest clown to ever com- comfort kids? Uh, this clown is going to be made to look kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he is very and, creepy looking. Uh, two, uh, you know, as like a roll of the dice, how many yeah. kids on average do you think like you're going to make cry versus the benefit of sending a clown in to cheer up the kids? Like, I feel that's like a pretty risky scenario to be sending a clown, one of the most common fears for children, uh, into a hospital scenario where like, oh, I'm really sorry your mum's dying of cancer, but here's Funbo the Clown! <laughs> Um, I, oh, if you're saying I think Otto should have socked him in the face, yes, I agree. Otto was absolutely correct in this moment. Um, I think we did, uh, I don't know when it happens. It might be during the second suicide attempt. There's also a flashback to their first date, um, when he takes her to a nice restaurant. He gets soup. She gets an entree, uh, and she's like, why did you only get soup? And he was like... So you can have what you want, and it's sweet. It's a they they're having a lovely and he's such a kind young man. Um, he drives them all back to uh home after the the man the husband has uh, uh been released from hospital. Takes Marisol and the kids home. Um, it is now winter time. It may have been winter time already, but it's really snowy in our next bit, and we have a unnecessarily devastatingly sad moment where they he's like on his morning routine and then you just see the cat in the snow and look i love cats my girlfriend loves cats and i really had to be like fuck have i made her watch a cat die uh fortunately uh they do scoop this cat out uh, our our lovely athletic neighbor with his silly um uh, walking, uh, grabs it out of the snow, puts it in his jacket. They take it into Otto's house. Um, 
they're like, oh, come on, we'll we'll put her in the oven to warm her up, uh, which is like a really weird plot point to get them to find out that his gas isn't working. I, <laughs> like, I suggest we'll put her in the fucking I oven. Don't, I think they meant in the sense of there's no heating in the house. He says his heating's out. So they were like, well, we'll turn the oven on to heat it up. It, they, do, they do make it sound like they're going to bake this gas. But anyway, they find out, yeah, the and Otto is just kind of deflecting. It's like, oh, at this whatever, point, I'll sort it. suicide attempt number three. All right, it, the first two times, uh, you know, like, uh, fail to give yourself once, fool on you. Uh, fail to kill yourself twice, fool on me. Fail to and, kill yourself three times, we got to. Well, no. To be fair, the third time, Al, he's recognised the problem. Yeah, his fucking neighbours keep on getting in the fucking way they keep on doing stupid shit and it keeps on distracting him so this time he goes to a train station and he's gonna go and uh stand in front of a train uh, and kill himself we also get of course a flashback uh we get a flashback i think this time to him asking the i think it's just the proposal isn't it uh they've just She's just graduated from college or something. He's just, he's just graduated with a degree in engineering. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you are right. You are right. Um, and and he uh, and he's just like, oh, will you marry me? Doesn't do a proper proposal, but it, it sort of splits out. Uh, he's thinking about that when uh, he decides to go and stand in front of a train. But Al, wouldn't you believe it? Someone else falls in front of the train as well. And Otto has to... He, in, I will say... I, <laughs> leaning into your idea of the weird comic book villains that they make young people, uh, someone yeah. falls onto the track and 19 people start <laughs> filming it, going, yeah. oh my God, we're just on the track. Like people are selfie videoing it. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is crazy. This guy's just falling into the track. There's a train coming. And Otto's like, why is no one helping him? Uh, and so Otto uh, does, because no one else these days, Al, absolutely no one will save a man from an oncoming train. <laughs> These fucking youths. Uh, so he helps him out. Uh, and he continues to stand there. Uh, but at the last moment, someone goes, hey, hey, come on, come on. And someone else helps him. Another old person. Yeah, because not a young person. What to old, do. old guy saves him, being like, what the hell are you doing, old time? Um, and uh, some at this point, and it does come back, someone is like, oh, my God, you're a hero. Of the... And is trying to film him uh, as he's leaving. Yeah. Uh, he goes back, and I believe... Oh, is this... Around this time, a couple of things started playing. One, he has to take the cat in full time uh, because yep. the other guy is allergic to cats. Uh, two, yep. uh, Sonia gets a driving lesson. Not Sonia, sorry. Uh, Marisol gets a driving lesson from the uh, the guy who was the crotch guy, the guy who's like working out his crotch. Uh, uh, Otto doesn't like this. All right, this is he is not tre- treating her, teaching her how to drive. Oh, we've also forgotten. Sorry, I'm going to throw this at some point. The, it's going to be really important when we hit the final act. Uh, there are a bunch of developers who have been developing the neighborhood. Yes. They're called Die and Like America. Uh, Die and America. This is, really. this is Mike Babiglia's main role. At some point, he has driven through there, and he's not allowed to drive through there because he doesn't have a permit, and Otto gets very angry. But he's driving through there. He keeps on coming through because he's trying to get people to sell their houses, basically. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to do a big development. Uh, he wants people to sell their houses, etc. He's, that, that, you know, every fucking real estate agent you've ever met in your fucking in life. Just put a pin in that. 
Uh, also teaches. crucial, I think around this time, before he teaches, uh, we get the very oh. cack-handed backstory yeah. to Malcolm. Um, uh, Malcolm, who we met earlier, the person delivering uh, on the bike, um, base, I think uh, is it's in the snow, uh, and I believe his bike has broken uh, maybe his bike hasn't broken down at this point no, anyway basically the long and short of it is he what? just goes i remember you your yeah. wife was my teacher she was the only one who accepted me as trans and and it is as like b- plainly stated yeah. out of nowhere like that it's very odd but it does set up for a relatively sweet um yeah. uh, put a pin in this dynamic. too a we'll put a pin in that but there's a pin in a few plot finds anyway marisol teaching marisol to drive you get teaching marisol to drive they're gonna go visit a bakery he likes to visit on the way to the bakery someone beeps their horn behind him tom hanks goes out pulls up slams him in the door jamie we're getting more of joker tom hanks this really makes me want to have <laughs> joker tom hanks because it's the energy we have he's had it up to here and he's not gonna take any more um they go after, and again, I want to stop for a second, but if I was getting a driving lesson from someone who went out, picked someone else out from a car and slammed them against the car, I would continue to drive with them. That would be really scary. Nah, Al, Al, I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. If I was stressed because I was, you know, learning to drive and I hadn't dropped the clutch and I'd stalled and there was someone beeping at me and I was getting really a lot and then Tom Hanks fucking defends my honor gets out absolutely lets him have it i'm coming i'm coming in that car seat right fucking there i am rock hard jamie that's because tom hanks has uh, attained the level of uh, the grumpiest man in america and you've attained the level of grumpiest man in the world uh so that of course <laughs> makes sense uh at the uh, bakery uh, what we have a nice little scene where he's like look you're not in, the world is full of idiots you're not such an idiot you know, you've had to come all this way from, uh, I think it's like El Salvador. Yeah, she, to Mexico, she's feeling really bad about not being able to drive and he gives her like a pep talk. Yeah, of. he's like, look, you're great. You've done lots. You've learned language. You're, you're really smart. Don't worry about this. You're great. Um, and she drives a bit better and then they get to the place. At the place, they have a little chat about Sonia. We get a little bit of background about the next door neighbours. We know that the next door neighbours, uh, he used to be, Sonia, uh, Sonia his, ex, his wife, was friends with Anita, who is the uh, woman we've seen a couple of times. Uh, and uh, Otto was friends with and her husband. He, uh, yeah, and uh, we get... So this this was particularly unclear to me, but we get a few shots of uh, younger Tom Hanks. Uh, this is the point where I thought they Irishmaned him. It might have just been makeup. It looked weird either way. If they Irishmaned him, it's very funny because it's for about a four-second shot. Um, but him and... Uh, I'm going to... what. Reuben, him and Reuben is the old man's name who is now in a wheelchair, uh, both really liked cars and they uh, bonded over that. But basically at some point, again, he references the coup here, but at some point Reuben buys a not American car. He buys like a... he, He hates the fact, one, he hates the fact that Reuben initially prefers Fords. So they kind of yeah. like they have a, like a montage of them getting new new Fords over. Like uh, Otto likes Chevrolets, Ruben likes Fords. He doesn't like that to begin with, and then you're yeah. right. At some point, he gets one Toyota. And yeah, Tom he gets Hanks like a Toyota. Like, Remember Pearl Harbor. And, and 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 that does, as far as I can tell, 
seem to be why they stop being friends. Yeah, no, 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 hundred percent. He goes over to make up. They stopped a little bit before. He goes over to make up. When they go over to make up, he brings some whiskey. However, he sees that he's bought a Japanese car and he's like, never again. So, so that's why he. But so, is is the stuff with the homeowners uh, association later? Is that why they stop talking initially? Yes. Okay, yeah. then we'll get to that when we get to it. But but that was not clear that's to me with, on yeah, first. That's with even younger. That's with Ted Hanks. Was his name Baby Hanks? Baby Truman Hanks. Truman Hanks, Hanks, baby. Um, so uh, he's done driving her. Then um, she asks him if he can look after the kids because they're not they don't able to they're not able to get out very often. Um, so they go out for a date night, and he looks after the kids that evening. Um, he generally gets on well with them. He seems quite good with them. Um, and they get back later at night and, you know, he's already fallen asleep, but, um, he's got on okay with them. Um, Um, he becomes better friends with Malcolm. Fixes, fixes his bike. His life's getting better, sort of. They kind of, um, I think, yeah, they're they're nice to each other. They kind of fix stuff up a little bit. Uh, Uh, this is when our social media journalist turns up, uh, self-proclaimed... Self-proclaimed. Yeah, she's like, I'm a social media she, journalist. She's she said journalist. she calls herself a social media. No one would ever say that. No. Uh, but she comes up and says, "Look, I'm doing you know, like human interest stories, and um, someone put that video of you online, saving that person. It's had millions of views. Uh, you're a local hero. I want to do a bit about you." And he's like, "I'm not a hero. I I was just doing what people should do. Go uh, grumble, 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 grumble." Um. He goes away. I think at this point, no, no, Maddie Sol. No, no, this is the point where they have the big fight with uh, Marisol. Marisol. He kind of chases yeah. out. Marisol's like, "What's happening?" He's like, "I don't want to talk about it." Marisol's like, "We should get rid of the coats." In the, like, there's some coats in his front hall. She's like, "We should get rid of those." Because I know when my uh, mum died, my dad's kind of like, "Well, my, my dad died. My mum like kind of gave up on living." You gotta, you know, you gotta move on. Um, Tom Hanks is like, I'll never move on. Goes inside, pulls out a shotgun, begins setting up for a fairly elaborate uh, suicide where he's just going to... At this point, and I don't want to be mean, I did think, well, it's America. If you wanted to kill yourself, you could just shoot yourself. Uh, and the film also had the same thought. So, you know, he pulls out a shotgun. He sets up a kill room uh, where he's, again, in the front hall, looking outside. I don't want to be rude, but at this point, he knows the kids. I, I, I'm, I'm not judging him. Like, again... Please seek help if you have, like, if you got this, whatever. There are kids who look through that window. Like, it's a weird, I, I, in a mean way, like, it makes sense because up until now, pretty, this is the place he tried to kill himself first of all before he knew the kids. But I feel if you knew the kids were that way, that setting it up in that room would increase the risk of the kids seeing you with no head. I'm like, I think yeah, that's- I, I would just say it's, it does seem inconsistent with previous character choices which yeah. have seemed to be he wants to uh, have this be as easy as possible for whoever might find him, uh, that everything is already quote-unquote sorted. So I agree that that potentially shooting yourself in the head with a shotgun in the front room doesn't seem consistent with that. No. Before he does that, we get a flashback to yeah. the story with Sonia. So up until this point, it's just been, you know, their either their courting or their early marriage. Um, and here we see them going on a trip. I think it's after they get engaged before they get married, maybe actually. No. Yeah. No, they're uh, she's pregnant, right? 
It's after they're married and she's pregnant. And it's before the baby comes and they're like, look, we don't get to go on holiday often. So they're they're on a bus. Uh, Young Truman Hanks goes for a piss. uh, And while he's pissing, uh, the the bus takes a corner too hard and flips and has a really bad crash. Uh, We then see uh, it cuts to Sonia is in a hospital bed. Uh, She is alive, but they learn that they lost the baby. Uh, and that she will be um, uh, paralyzed from the waist down. Um, We then cut back. Uh, Tom Hanks tries to shoot himself, but just before he does, it's another knock on the door. And so he misses and uh, fires into the roof. Uh, It's Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm has been kicked out by his parents uh, for being Malcolm, as he says. Um, And he needs a place to stay. Uh, And Tom Hanks is like, Okay, fine. You can go upstairs, but you're not allowed. Don't, don't go in the fucking don't don't just don't go in that room over there. Um, and so takes him up uh, to uh, I think it's like it's Sonia's a, old Sonia's study Sonia, or something like. Um, um, at this it, point, the next he comes day, down the next day. Yep. He proceeds uh, to kind of go outside. I think they, he finds out that uh, the next neighbor is like, "Hey, Anita and her husband are getting kicked out." How they getting kicked uh, out? Well, Ma- Malcolm, just... Malcolm has been very kind. Malcolm has I'm made him breakfast and, and made him coffee. And, and it's a nice little bonding moment. And I think uh, Malcolm also goes on the morning routine with him yeah. uh, and, and like checking all those things. And he finds out from Overactive Neighbor. That's when he finds out that uh, Anita has been encouraged to... Oh, no. Uh, it's basically a situation where Anita uh, has Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And um, when she first got diagnosed with Parkinson's, uh, she signed over right of attorney to her son, who who lives in Japan, hasn't seen him for a few years. Um, Through that, uh, the son has now said that she can't look after uh, the husband because of her Parkinson's, and therefore... They both need to go into a home and then he's going to sell the house. Otto learns this and is furious. So he goes into their house, goes, Anita, I need you to find me every piece of documentation you've ever, every email you've ever sent, every letter you've ever received uh, from these people, from your um, uh, from your son. And he goes and he chats with the old man who uh, and says, look, I know this argument, it was stupid. I don't know why we ever did it. Um, but I'm I'm not going to let them take away your house. It would ruin everything we did. Um, he at this point explains to also to Marisol uh, the whole situation. We also learn about um, the how, why he has such anger about the homing uh, society is because uh, Sonia was uh, disabled from the waist down. Uh, a lot of the things they were doing, a lot of the houses they were building. Uh, and a lot of the changes they were making to the neighborhood were making them more hostile to a disabled person. Yeah. Uh, and we see a shot of young Truman Hanks uh, physically shaking um, uh, a member of the council, uh, at which point he is stripped of his um, position as uh, head of the Homeowners Association. Now, it is not explained, but... Is that what the coup is? Is it that yeah, that's the coup. Ruben takes over as head of the homeowners association and 
and Otto considers that a coup. I would say I'd like I'm fairly sure I got that, but it's it's not explicit. It's not really well explained. It's like I guess you can take some assumptions to get there, but considering they talked about this coup for so long, the yeah. fact that it was not a coup in any way, and they don't like really resolve the fact that it wasn't a coup in any way, uh, is odd. Anyway, he's uh, said to Marisol, look, they're trying to take the house, but yeah. uh, we're going to sort it. The next day, the trap is set, Alexander. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Joker Babiglia, style. <laughs> Mike Babiglia arrives, and he says, look, it's over, Otto. We're done. We've got it. He's just sitting there fucking stroking the cat. He's oh, sitting oh, in the front porch. He's like, I'm, Jamie, Jamie, this I, is a children's I, podcast. Okay, I don't want you talking about Tom Hanks stroking her cat. Okay? <laughs> um, he's like, you don't have to deal with me. And in swoops, our social media journalist uh, being live streamed apparently directly oh, from yeah, a yeah. DSLR. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Malcolm holding up a DSLR with 5G. Like, 5G. (laughs) Also, I want to throw out there, if you were this kind of person, you'd be shooting in vertical. I I refuse to believe she's shooting white landscape. Someone clearly is doing this on Instagram Um, and Snapchat. But yeah, so she comes in and basically goes, look, we've we've heard all about you. How would you possibly know um, that about Anita's condition? In fact, how would you know about... Uh, how would the son know about Anita's condition? Because they've not spoken for many years. How would you possibly know uh, about anything to do with her medical records? Did you feed him that information? In fact, Otto over there seems to learn. And earlier, um, uh, Mike Babiglia basically went, uh, Otto, come on, this isn't good for your heart. Uh, and Otto was like, that's fucking weird. Um, and so basically it turns out this uh, real estate agent was also committing uh, medical fraud and learning about the medical conditions of uh, members of society. So um, uh, Mike Biglia is uh, chased out of town. Our social media journalist is uh, very proud of herself. Uh, she says uh, that was a, another case solved um and everyone's really happy otto starts to walk away and he fucking collapses uh he immediately collapses um and uh we cut to him in hospital i did think he was going to die at this point as soon as he collapsed i was like wow i mean it makes sense but damn that's surprised the movie went uh, there instead we find out what it meant when he got that diagnosis earlier in the movie uh otto jamie Oh, his heart's just too big, which yeah. Marisol finds fucking hilarious. Yeah, she she absolutely bursts out laughing. Like his, she like pretends to be his aunt, like a niece or something. Um, and so the doctor yeah says that he's got this heart condition. It means his heart's too big, and she just she she pisses herself. Um, uh, we sort of cut back. Uh, Otto has uh, vaguely recovered at this point. Um, he it's uh, the baby shower i believe or maybe they've brought the third child home either way it's something to do with celebrating that third baby otto comes around he offers the crib that he had built uh with his own hands for his own child uh prior to sonia's accident pretty fucking dark if you ask me but whatever um and so uh, she get he gifts that to them uh, what else happens before we finish here, Al? He kind of just set, puts his affairs in order. He knows he's got heart problems. He kind of lives his life. They kind of spend some time together. He writes a letter. You think, oh, is this another suicide letter? 
uh, eventually one day they look outside. Up until now, uh, Otto, we can see in the snow, like the entire season passes, we see the seasons change. Up until now, we always know that when it snows, Otto goes outside. First thing he does each day is he clears off his path. Uh, he kind of gets his shovel, he moves out the snow, he gives it a bit of a brush and makes sure that his bit of the sidewalk is nice and clear. Uh, Marisol and her husband, Tony, they look outside. They see that uh, it has not been cleared. They go across, they check it, and they find that Otto has passed away. There is a little bit of a letter. In the letter, uh, he leaves his instructions for Marisol. He basically says, hey, if you could give me a simple funeral for people who respect me, I'd really appreciate that. We see the funeral. He says, look, I'm giving you the house, I'm giving you the car, and any of, like, I, I, I'm, I'm grumpy Otto, I, I saved all my money, uh, you can use it for the kids' college and whatever left over, you can use whatever you want. Uh, and he gives them everything. He says, you have the house as long as you promise never to sell it. Uh, and it's very sweet. And um, uh, the so the social media journalist um, live streams the funeral. <laughs> that is a real thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, she's outside the funeral, reporting on uh, giving interviews to people. But everyone has something nice to say uh, uh, about Otto. Uh, they have a they have a cake that says "Rest in peace, abuelo," uh, which is very sweet. And they make sure not to cut his face. Um, and then we get the credits and over the credits we get like um, uh, he's buried next to his wife Sonia um, and over the credits we get like drawings that the kids have done and like photos that he's taken with the kids over the years uh, and that is the end uh, and, 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 and to Otto. say to the film's credit it does uh, I think after the like first immediate bit of the cast it does put in a uh, suicide helpline number uh, and uh, a website link to help you find a, a help if you uh, so need it, which you know I I think good that they included. Um, so there, that's the end of the film. Uh, yeah. Let's chat about what we feel about it, Jamie. I think we have my uh, very different. We may have very different opinions on this. I don't know. I think I think we have very different opinions about this movie, Al. Uh, so I'm gonna start because yeah. I think I think this is gonna be one of those movies. I'm gonna say I liked this movie. I actually really quite liked this movie the ending really hit me i was crying for the last like 20 minutes of this movie um like really in floods of tears um uh, which to be fair used to be rare for me but these days i don't know what it is since the pandemic I've, (laughs) i've i'm on a i'm on a strong streak of crying when i see movies in cinemas but I would like it really hit me at the end. Yeah. Um, so I did really like this movie. I think it's also going to be one of those where everything you say that's negative about it, I'm probably going to agree. Oh. Uh, I'm probably oh. going Jamie, to agree with Jamie, you. Jamie, I, I think we maybe agree completely. What? I cried <laughs> for the last 40 minutes of this movie. Look, here's my thing. When I say it's Joker for old people, I, I believe that. Like, I think the appeal yeah. of it is kind of like, he says the, you know, he says the things that people won't say. And I think the appeal is, is more for an old demographic. And like, I, I kind of hate everything it says about young people. But at the same time, as an, like the, I went in with such low expectations. And that, those, yeah. that is the right expectations to go in this movie. Oh yeah, with, absolutely. Like really low. But I at the saw, same time, I, yeah, and it, if the first act, I was like, whatever. And then it starts winning you around. And like, it really you, does. you start watching it and you're like, yeah, Otto, you tell those people that they suck. 
<laughs> yeah, Otto does have a hard life. He is a good guy. Yeah, Otto is nice to trans people. I like that. He's a dick, but he isn't a bad guy. Yeah, we. To be fair, we. Yeah, we did sort of brush over it, but yeah, obviously from his uh, relationship with Malcolm, uh, he is. He's the most progressive, grumpy old American man you've ever met in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I fully agree. It really wins you round. And I think what I came out with, I'm going to talk about a significant number of issues that I had with this movie, mainly because it's fun to poke holes in this movie. But when I poke holes in them, I want to say, I think it's still fine. I think it's fine for a movie to be saccharine yeah. and sappy and heartwarming and really exactly what it's intending to be. Yes, yeah. And that's fine. It's not incredible. I, I, I was about to say that the performances are generally good. We'll talk about those. But um, the direction is fine, relatively. Un- the music isn't... There's nothing magical about the cinematography or anything like that. The plot really kind of does what you expect it to do at most steps of the way. It's not going to surprise you. And that's okay. It aims, it, like you said, it, it knows its audience. Mm. It knows what it's trying to be. I've seen people really slating it for being way too sappy. And I'm like, well, why are you watching it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it, no, is. No, yeah, exactly. it is. You, you know it's this sappy. from the poster it's, what film this is going to be. Exactly. It's going to make you cry. And that cry is going to feel really cathartic yeah. and if that's not what you're looking for that's fine but that's not the movie's fucking fault no, um so we'll loop back around to because i think performances carry this so when we talk about tom hanks yeah. we'll talk uh, about the performances so before we get to that i do want to slate this movie a little bit sure so firstly yes the the complete comical ways in which it treats young people to, to make that make absolutely no sense yeah. like the filming of a man falling into Insane. the train tracks and and the quote-unquote social media journalist which i promise you no one has ever fucking called themselves that in their life um it's ridiculous it's completely over the top and not in a way that is deliberate it's not deliberately trying to be over the top in its characterizations yeah. there so that's you know, lowest, you know, shooting the bottom of the barrel or whatever the the saying is with that. A more sincere complaint that I do have about this movie filmically is especially in the first act, mm-hmm. maybe even into midway through the second act. It can't decide what tone it wants to strike. Yeah, yeah. In that the idea of a man constantly trying to kill himself and repeatedly just getting distracted because he's such a curmudgeon is either the funniest thing in the world mm-hmm. if you let it be or it's horrifically dark yeah. and the movie can't decide which one it is. Yeah. It treats the suicides as both kind of lighthearted and kind of serious yeah. and I recognise that it kind of needs to find that balance, but I don't think it does. I, I uh, it, yeah, it's, the, the I, way, especially the first two or so suicide attempts, mm-hmm. are are kind of treated really quite seriously, and in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense because you're thirty minutes into the movie and you know that Tom Hanks isn't going to die at this point in the movie, mm-hmm. so there isn't a lot of tension there. You're not concerned about whether this is going to happen, which means treating it very seriously kind of strikes a weird tone for me mm-hmm. um but that's why in the second half when this movie starts to play stronger into 
what it really is supposed to be, which is a heartwarming story, it really hits its stride. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I think the with the comic tone, I'm sure, uh, I know Alyssa's read uh, some more books from the author, uh, and she really likes those books. Um, and I'm sure it's like, it's a very seemingly dry kind of humor. And I think yeah. that the issue is, is like, because the movie is saccharine, that doesn't that doesn't really go well with dryness. So it like it no. wants there are bits where, like you said, it could be funnier, but it has to put in a flashback to his wife, or you know. Yeah. And it, that's not to say that they like it is a dark. It's a dark comedy. It's dry. Yeah. But it's because they put the it is it is in the setup funny that he is you know such a commotion that he can't even kill himself, uh, although he really wants to, and. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that that's one of the the, the, the faults with it. It's like I can see a play, or I can see a, I can see a Swedish version which does that stuff better. Yeah, but like you said, by the time it comes out of that it, like area of it, you the sweetness tastes good. So I'm like, well, no, I, yeah. I like this flavor. I'm happy that we end on this 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 note. It, it's uh, it's I like it quite a bit. Um, but no, I I agree. I I think for me, like. It's not that it's like perfectly directed or perfectly. I think the soundtrack is terrible. I want to throw that there. <laughs> All of these like mid like twenty tens uh, like slightly indie emo pop songs, which should have no resonance for Otto at all, coming on over the no. radio, and I'm like, why is this the thing? You, like, oh, this is gonna set him off. Okay, fine, sure. Um, it's just rubbish. Uh, you know, fine, okay, cinematography, like whatever. But it 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 just does win you round, and it, it does. I, I have to say this. Actually, no, I'll get on to that in a second. I I want to talk about the performances. But, of course, when we were reviewing these things, yeah. uh, we for Tom Hanks, we review things uh, based on four criteria. Oh, three, three uh, five-star criteria and one binary. Of course, we review it on how good is the movie out of five. How good is Tom Hanks' performance out of five? <laughs> the Tom Hanks dick meter, which we'll have <laughs> a lot to talk about in this one. And then, of course, whether or not it's going in our uh, blank spank or hanks bank. Uh, so, uh, kicking it off with reviews for the film out of five, I I oscillated on this between like a three and a four. I I, I think realistically it's a three star movie, which I really enjoyed. I don't think it's high art. I don't think it wants to be a high art. I think it's really sweet. I did cry for a lot of it. There's a lot which I was like whatever for, but I think it's a really enjoyable three star film. That's fair, uh, knowing your your rating system. Obviously, I go into the decimals firstly, so I have a bit more flexibility. Uh, and it also, it comes to sort of uh, an interesting question for how you just rate movies in general, which is, if a movie, and I'm not saying that this one is, but if a movie is the best version of what it's intending to be, so they came in with a vision of what they wanted their movie to be, what the aims were, what they wanted their audience to feel, and they smash it out the park every single way. But that intention is not the greatest movie that has ever existed. Is it still a five out of five? Is a movie that is hitting exactly what it intends to the best version sure. of I, that I, movie? That's an interesting question. No, I, I, I definitely get that. And I would... I think that there's 100% something to be said for just reviewing the film based on the, what the film's trying to do. But I think that, like... I think we talk about this in terms of performance sometimes, where uh, Tom Hanks does this often, and Hathaway does it a lot, where they're really good actors. And there is a certain extent to which I think there is a limiting factor on a thing of the, the type of material you choose to do. So, like, for instance, uh, like Anne Hathaway in the movie with Ben Affleck, where she's playing the reporter... She, Anne Hathaway is a really good actor. We've seen her give really good performances. The material is not good, and therefore she cannot give 
a five-star performance in that film, even if she gives a very competent performance. So for me, I agree. I think I think that the film is trying to do... The film achieves at what it is trying to do, but I also think, within, the, within its aim, but I also think its aim, for me, is a little bit off in places, where although it achieves the thing it wants... There are times where it's like, this doesn't make me laugh. You know, as a comedy, is it the funniest comedy I've seen? No. As a sweet movie, is it the sweetest film I've seen? No. So for me, it's it's a very good middle-of-the-road film. But it it, it doesn't uh, reach further than that for me. But I think it might be... Uh, I I think it's going to go higher. I'm sort of looking back at my old ratings. And, you know, I've given fours to things like The Post and the simpsons movie and uh, road to perdition and apollo 13 and those are all like i don't want to be mean to this film but those are all actually good movies yeah. <laughs> so it can't reach a four um but you know i've given threes to things like the ruttles 2 can't buy me lunch <laughs> And Sully Miracle on the Hudson, which, while the fact it is probably the movie I've quoted the most of any Tom Hanks movie, because I will just say birds, birds, randomly whenever I fucking feel like it. Um, I think it's definitely better than those. I gave the Polar Express video game last week a three point three, and it's better than that. So uh, I'm gonna give this a three point seven. I want it to, if you round it to uh, to a point five, it's not gonna go up. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, no, I I was thoroughly I was surprised with this movie from my expectations before the movie. I was surprised with this movie and how much I liked it with my expectations about 30 minutes into this movie like i was really expecting to uh to not um like it uh, as much as i did i did consider watching the because i actually watched this um uh, a week ago at this point i normally like to watch it before but we had a rescheduling in our recording um so i watched this uh, a week ago and i was considering watching the swedish version before um before doing this simply because i just thought it might have been interesting to compare but i think just for the purposes of reviewing this movie i i think i probably would have watched that one and it would have made me reflect worse on a man called otto Mm. and i don't think that's fair on the movie by itself i may still watch a man called over and i may then end up being like i prefer that version to a man called otto but for reviewing it for the purpose of this, it didn't feel fair to have my experiences of another version of it uh, affect after the fact yeah. my experience of this. Because I came out of that theatre thoroughly pleased having seen it. Um, let's get on to performances because that is a big reason why. And we haven't actually talked about it. Uh, obviously, we will talk about Tom Hanks. But before we do that, I want to talk about Marisol because I think she's brilliant in this movie uh marisol played by uh mariana trevino um she brings exactly again exactly what that role needs you can see you can see why someone like otto would find her annoying you can see why her her constant sort of nudging in could get to you but you can also see why it comes from such a good place and that she at her core 
as Otto would say, is not an idiot uh, and is someone who is kind and caring and loving. And she brings all of that and she brings such a a, a wonderful texture and color to her performance. So alongside, I think otherwise performances are relatively middling outside of Tom Hanks and Mariana Trevino, but they're the two that carry the heart. Actually, no, that's unfair. I also think the two young uh, versions of, um, I think Truman Hanks and the young version of Sonia are also uh, very, very good. Uh, I actually, I, I, I found, despite the fact I felt the times in which their story intruded on uh, was perhaps uh, not the right timings or not the right tone to hit, uh, I did find their their backstory very sweet and they have very good chemistry. Um, but yeah, it is very much Mariana Trevino and Tom Hanks who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, who who carry this? I don't know if you had the same thoughts about. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought about... she was very good. I will say I didn't love their writing as much. Um, mm. I I don't love the screenplay as much as I like other parts of the movie, and I felt that sometimes it was like it just it was it was a lot. It was very big, and I think that's absolutely great. But I but but that's uh, big. Um, I I here's what I want to say about Tom Hanks. Yep. The man is what like sixty eight now, sixty seven. Um, he's, he's getting up there. Uh, <laughs> As both sixty-six. Sixty-six. He's a sixty-six-year-old man who, in the last year, has been the lead actor in a movie which, for all intents and purposes, looks like it's going to be pr- do pretty good. It's at fifty-five million right now. It's made thirty-five million domestic. It has to make fifty million domestic. Bit of that to do better. That, it's going to do fine. That that, that I, this is going to trend along. I think to at least making his money back domestic and making more worldwide. Great. Tom Hanks still leading a movie, still doing absolutely fine. It was number four at the box office this weekend for a movie that is not a Marvel movie, is not Avatar 2, is not a horror film, and doing great. So uh, fantastic. And then also this year has been in uh, Bloody Elvis, which made $300 million as the biggest name and actor in Elvis, uh, although not the lead. And I do want to say I rewatched Elvis recently. And I want to put on record that maybe I was a bit mean to Tom in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave him a 2.7. I rewatched it. I still think the accent is absolutely atrocious. And it stops you from appreciating, watching it the second time, as I did, what is actually quite a good performance. And, and that it is skeevy and creepy in the ways it should be. Uh, but that the accent absolutely gets in the way uh, of that. But uh, I, I, I would like to, I would like to apologise to dear Tom. No, I, uh, that I, I so what I want to say is this: the man is still killing it, and I deeply appreciate that. You know, look, do I love his Playtone movies? No, I think there's maybe there, uh, the best Playtone movie is, of course, still Mamma Mia, uh, without a question. Uh, and then I quite like that thing you do. Uh, as the, the, one of the two movies he's directed, um, but no, like I, I, I am happy that he's out there. He's making this stuff. I think he has a good audience for it. I think he does well. I think they do. This movie costs fifty million dollars. There's not which, which yeah. to be fair, is way too much. Like uh, the most recent Michael Bay movie, Ambulance, I think costs less than thirty, or costs about like, less than fifty. And um, it is insane that, that I assume Tom Hanks <laughs> and Tom Hanks family took away a decent chunk of that fifty million uh, up front. But no, I, oh yeah, I, no, I, he's I, just I, embezzled those funds into Truman Hanks. Truman Hanks doesn't even fucking exist. No one knew who he was before this. He is just a fucking tax write-off that Tom Hanks has created. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I will say uh, loved it. I, I thought it was very good in this. I'm going to give him four stars. It's not my favorite Tom Hanks performance, but I think he brings life to a character who is uh, the grumpiest man in the world. I 
fledgling. Um, I agree. I think he's he's very very good. Uh, he, um, despite my issues with the tone that it is trying to strike, I think he early on uh, carries the weight of a man that has gone through the things that we latterly learn he has gone through. Uh, and I also saw quite a few reviews that um, said that you couldn't believe that he was grumpy because he's Tom Hanks. I want to tell those people, get the fuck over yourself. It's acting. Uh, you fucking dickheads. Yes, Tom Hanks is a, a lovely person in real life, but he is very grumpy in this movie. He's a really grumpy man. If you came out of that thinking, oh, that man's sweet in the first 45 minutes. No, he's a royal fucking dick, as we will get on to in the next section so yeah it's fucking acting you dickheads uh it's my same problem with the people who came out of tar and got angry that it wasn't a, based on a true story fun fact my parents did that what it, it, yeah my parents <laughs> came away and were like oh i was really disappointed to learn it wasn't based on a true story <laughs> I, I had to keep myself from fucking attacking them about it anyway um yeah tom Hanks is lovely in real life but he's grumpy in this he's if you can't believe that he's grumpy, stop watching movies. Um, I'm going to give him a uh, 4.2 uh, because I've given him a lot of fours recently and I think he's uh, he carries he carries this movie in a way that it n kind of needs to be carried outside of uh, Marisol. Uh, if Tom Hanks isn't like quite good in this, uh, then this movie falls fucking flat on its ass. Um, so I'm going to give it a 4.2. Um, and on to the Tom Hanks dick meter. Alexander, your thoughts? Tom Hanks has been more of a dick in movies. I want to throw out there, he's been a bigger dick in movies uh, than this. However, uh, he's at the top end of the logical scale before we get into the silly scale, so I'll give him a 5, alright? He's not the grumpiest Tom Hanks we've ever seen, alright? In the last movie, he killed Elvis! <laughs> Uh, you did give him an 8 for killing Elvis. Yeah. Uh, I gave him a 4.5 for killing Elvis. Um, I think we... Uh, look, Al, uh, we have to accept growth. Uh, if we won't let people change, then we'll never encourage them to do so. Uh, so I'm going to give him a 2.5. Um, <laughs> because, you know, he, he averages out. But yeah, no, he would be the worst man you have ever met in that first 40 minutes of that movie and it would be absolute fucking torture to live next to him um uh, and so with that alexander uh, is this movie going in your blanks hanks bank whatever we call it uh yes it is i i thoroughly enjoyed this and i want to stress this i think this movie is um, probably immensely better in movie theaters than it will be at home I think watching this movie at home, I think you'll be on your phone. I think it won't be that that fun. Uh, I think this is a, a good movie. Th movie, th sorry, I think this is a good theater movie uh, to watch. All right, I it is going in my blanks bank. It's not a perfect film, but it is an enjoyable film. <laughs> Oi. Uh, I agree. It's also going in my blanks bank. Uh, I like I say, I was thoroughly surprised by this movie. Uh, I, despite my streak of crying in movies, this is definitely the hardest I've cried in a movie in a really long time. Um, I was in bits towards the end. Admittedly, 
I wonder if our experience of having seen every single thing Tom Hanks has ever done might make it more upsetting to see this man die. Like, maybe we're not the best people to judge on how sad you would be seeing a fictional depiction of Tom Hanks dying, because I do remember it also really hitting me in Finch as well. Um, and Al, I do we, we do have to accept that in the process of doing this podcast we have created ourselves an event when when the bad thing happens it's going to be horrible for both of us by our own volition like by our own active choice we've seen how it would play out we've seen it depicted uh fictionally when it actually happens it's going to be horrible and all i hope all I hope, and I don't know why, mainly because I think this is a good performance, but it's uh, not uh, an award-winning performance. All I hope is that before that day happens, he gets the Oscar he so richly deserves. Because, goodness gracious, it seems like he's been trying for it, but not quite picking the right films. I think he was probably trying for it with Elvis and Wift. He was definitely trying for it with A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Didn't whiff, but didn't get it. Um, and I think even perhaps, maybe not because it's a Playtone production, but it was perhaps in the back of his mind that this could also have been the sort of movie that he would get uh, a nomination for. I don't think he will. No. I mean, um, even the and... I think I think the, the, the real one with this one is like I can imagine in the in 2010 maybe this getting a nomination. Maybe maybe uh, that's a push. Um, I think in today's Oscar uh, pool, unlikely. Like it's too old, Oscary, um, to to necessarily get I, it. But I also feel, I also do feel that it's not a hugely strong year, uh, especially in leading actor. No, I mean, past, um, past. I think Elvis Butler will almost uh, uh, Elvis Butler. I, 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 I mean, he would love people, He would love that I called him Elvis Butler. People <laughs> seem to hate the whale, but be giving the awards to Fraser. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if Brendan Fraser were. Um, I think I'd be surprised. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I I think I I would I my assumption would be Austin Butler, or if they go for a rogue left. I think if they go for the left field, this actor has been out of favor for a little while. It should be Colin Farrell instead of Brendan Fraser because that performance in Banshee's Been a Sheriff is fucking great. Right now, the odds-on winner is Brendan Fraser. Like I, this is really hundred percent. He's the odds-on winner. Like he's uh, even at the Critics' Choice. Like sorry, the Critics' Choice. So obviously, he won the uh, best drama for the Golden Globes. Um, I think he won the Critics' Choice Awards this year. Because uh, Butler, Butler did win correct. best it comedy is... and he did win best comedy musical, I think. Uh, it is Brendan Fraser, then it's Colin Farrell, and then it's Austin Butler uh, on current aggregated yeah. um, odds. Colin Farrell, which... I, Colin Farrell, I'm really happy to win. Um, uh, I'd be, I'd be very happy if Colin Farrell wins. I, I think Austin Butler I... is rightfully very good. I, I, you know, very good performance. Loved it. Uh, so I think he could deserves a win but. having having rewatched that recently i think it would be a fucking crying shame he's, if he doesn't win it for elvis very good he's so and like when you add on top of that like he's also doing all of the singing and yeah. he's so fucking good at that as yeah, well yeah. he's very good like that man is fucking elvis in that movie and 
Elvis is probably one of the hardest people to now, try and be. Jamie, just in a quick uh, Oscar corner before we uh, sign off. Uh, it, what year is it where, and I love this film so much, where everything everywhere all at once is increasingly maybe the favourite to win Best Picture. That makes I mean, no sense to me. On If at the beginning of the year you went, this film would be the edging out as maybe the favourite to win. That is insane. Uh, it is it is right at the top of the list and it's it's up there because the, the issue right. is it's um, kind of the only one of those big ones which has both box office and critical appeal where like tar yeah. people liked critics like i like tar but not necessarily didn't do very well um elvis is not going to win obviously things banshee's been issuing could no. win i'd be happy for it to win um but I think Ban- I, I, I I get that Same saying this when the other film is everything everywhere all at once doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think Banshees of Inisherin is just a bit too weird. Yeah, and yeah. like like it's it's a movie I think about so much since I since I saw it. Like it's a really thoughtful movie, but that movie is weird. Like n- like like I was sitting the whole way through that being like. What the fuck is happening? Like, what is this movie about? What is happening in this movie? Because nothing is happening. This is such a strange movie, and I love it. Um, and uh, I mean, I haven't seen Fablemans yet. It's not out here yet. Oh, but okay. I also get the sense that, like, it's very much a very good movie, but not like the absolute it's... Titanic tour de force that a that a Spielberg biodoc I, I, might have been expected to be. I really 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 loved the favorite ones it was one of my top five films last year yeah it was at various points last year my top film um it's this is not it holding back it's a good ensemble performance and it's but it's it's less showy than a lot of these other films like there's no mm. for me i don't think it's going to win best actor or best supporting for anything and i think that's often what holds a film back from winning best picture is like it might be my favorite movie from last year but i think because it's less showy in ways but because it's kind of um i think it might i think it'll probably win best director i don't think it'll necessarily win best uh picture uh everything everyone wants though love it great very excited anyway i i just i hope fucking kihu kwan gets gets best supporting he's so fucking good in that movie like like that actually might be my favorite performance from last year um like i if they win i will go get like last year I took an edible and fucking Will Smith slapped someone in the face and I had a breakdown. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, this year I'll take another edible and we'll see if that movie wins or not. Um, uh, I'll be I'll be excited to wake up the next day to your frantic series of yeah. messages. Oh, as sorry, I did messages last between year. myself and uh, two LA friends going, holy shit, yeah, yeah. did that happen? Yeah, yeah. When 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 you when you quote said Will Smith just decked Chris Rock. And it I'm, looks like he did. He it slapped like him. He it him. was shocking. He did not deck him. No, no, no. Like, it, like I, it, it really from set the, expectations. From the, shot, from the shot when it happened, it looked like he punched him. Like, it looks like he went up and he punched <laughs> him right in the face, which is what I meant by deck. Uh, I appreciate he did not knock um, him to the floor. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you can go out and you can proselytize the word. You can share the wisdom about Mancorotto. And in the meantime, you can make sure everyone you know downloads an episode of this. That's right. Go out. Tell them about it. Tell them to go listen to our review. Mention that funny thing about the Joker, I guess. You can go out there and spread the word of Blank Spunk. Uh, and hopefully coming up sometime soon. I'm trying to check when that next... And Hathaway movie comes out uh, in February. 
No, this is uh, she came to me. The uh, Marissa Tomei, Marissa Tomei, and Peter Dinklage um, uh, movie is coming out. Oh no, wait, Eileen is currently under previous have we missed this no 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 eileen has just come out sundance this week it is getting good reviews i don't know if it's going to be distribution yet uh yeah well we will uh, keep an eye on that but either way we should hopefully uh have a new episode coming for you next month where we will be flipping back to anne hathaway um as she seems maybe she do you reckon she's going for an oscar not this like she's picked no, I not feel like she's no Oscar. No Oscar movie is getting released in the next. Nominations are in a week. No, no, I mean, I mean for, I or mean, next year. with these movies coming up, or just in general in her career at the moment. Oh, I, I think do you she feel might, like she is yeah, coming I, for an I Oscar. think you can tell by her recent pick in films. I think she uh, is. We we talk a lot about that swing of where you can go for bankability versus you need some level of critical good performance in order to actually be a box office draw and i think she's back on the i need to be in good films uh, which make less money swing of her career so i think we are by the sounds of it eileen's getting some good reviews from what i've seen so fingers crossed i think she's in that i'm not sure if she's likely i mean armageddon time was definitely an oscar play um from her yeah it just hasn't at the end of the year really come out very much in uh that like she was probably going to be in supporting. Like, it was 100% supporting if it was going to be anywhere. And um, she is not really in that right now. So, you know. No, um, not this year, but she's I, trying, clearly. Um, uh, I want to take this time to uh, say... Uh, just finish off by saying, uh, fuck the Daily Mail. Uh, because if I Google Eileen movie under top stories, the top story... Uh, about a movie that just premiered is Anne Hathaway shows off her endless legs in a black mini dress. Now, all I hope is that that is literal uh, and that Anne Hathaway has uh, had some form of uh, leg-based surgery. Uh, We've been hearing about it's been happening. All the men in LA uh, are getting this uh, gender-affirming surgery by uh, extending their height. I hope Anne Hathaway has uh, also done that and it's made her legs absolutely endless maybe i'm seeing bad reviews for this film we're gonna find out okay we're gonna find find out if this is good or bad the guardian gave it two stars vanity fair says you almost saved today we don't know who knows so many mysteries to come we will find out next time but for me jamie and my co-host al that what is one more ep in the bank I'm tired pretending a man called Otto isn't funny. It is funny. This is my terrible Joker impression. It's my Swedish Joker. I'm Swedish Tom Hanks. I'm a man called Ove. I'm a man called Otto. I'm going to kill Robert De Niro, baby. Gold. Blank spank. 